the college football experience week five preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Welcome to the college football experience week five preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swing and database dead, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick cue in that Dundee music, huh? Gotta just yeah. gotta just play some land down under music here. I am live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, we're all around. This is remote. So we got me in Las Vegas, Nevada. Then we got give it up for former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be from Hollywood, California. Then you got third man in the booth, third man in the booth here. Uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, guys? How we doing? We got North Carolina, we got California, we got Las Vegas. All right. I mean, this is just, uh, just this is a nice little thing we got going, I feel like. Yeah, you mentioned like L.A., Vegas, and Raleigh. I, I feel like you know Raleigh is the least interesting. <laughs> well, that's just that, that's probably just the ACC. Well, that's true. <laughs> oh, coming in, coming in hot <laughs> on most on most years. It's not the most interesting, but especially this year when the ACC is just shitting the bed big time. <laughs> uh, before we dive into Week Five picks, which believe it or not, I think is by far the best week we've had this year. As far as slate of games we have coming up this week that we will be previewing here in, in just minutes, anyone want to key in on uh, on last week and and what we essentially had? Uh, any? Uh, I know Pat, me and Patty, she did a. Um, this is more so, I guess, a Nick question. Um, anyone want to uh, or Nick want to? Uh, you want any comments from last week? Uh, how'd you do overall? What'd you think of? Uh, all that game. I mean, your boys in Raleigh pulled it off against Clemson, but after they missed three field goals, still got it yeah. done. Right. Well, you know, we knew Clemson probably should have been top 10. We knew Texas A&M shouldn't have been top 10. So again, we had a week where a couple more top 10 schools lose. Uh, and really it's everybody except Alabama. Nobody's, you know, 
impressing that much here. So it's going to be a crazy year. It's going to be interesting coming down the stretch here. Overall, I did okay. My locks went 500. I was slightly below 500 overall. Uh, my, my, the best aspect of my gambling weekend was my over unders, where I hit about 60%. I think I was third on tally site, you know, with going on the uh, uh, over unders. So overall, kind of a mixed bag. Not my best uh, week of the year, but uh, I'm going to rebound here. There you go. Patty C had a great week. I had a decent week, but uh, you know, uh, you know, the, look, we all have a, a down week here or there. Just happened to be your one. But look, this Thursday, we got an ACC matchup. You know what sucks, man, is like the fact the NFL came into these Thursdays because there there used to be like five games. Now we just get one, occasionally two. Yeah, but now we have Fridays, where Fridays used to be maybe one game. So they come, it, it seemed like college football kind of just switched to be heavy Thursday to heavy Friday. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, well, your Patty sees Wahoos. What's that, Patty? Usually pretty, uh, still a pretty decent game on Thursday that they give us. So, you know, between that and the NFL, you should be entertained. It would be nice to, I mean, I saw someone posting just a couple hours ago about uh, getting some more Wednesday and Tuesday games. I love a uh, hump day with the camels. Yeah. That's a great marketing scheme for Campbell. Come they on. should, they should do that all day. It's Campbell camels perfect. should definitely do that. There is an FCS game Thursday as well uh, and Friday. So uh, Thursday though, in the ACC, Patty sees Wahoos who just can't stop, you know, anybody, uh, they traveled down to Miami, Florida, where Derek King's actually questionable. I believe for this one, um, I don't think he's going to play. Wow. Wow. I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors. He's done for the year. Like oh, wow. opt, injury or injured uh, or more, opted I, out. I think, I think more opt out, you know, he had the big injury last year, nagging injuries this year. Uh, that's not official. That's just like ACC message boards and stuff saying that the rumor is he might just hang it up. That would be the second time he opted out. What do you mean? Hang it up though? This guy's not going to be an, I mean, what is he going to be a seventh round draft pick? Well, yeah, I don't know, but you know, I, I mean, I, I guess with Miami already having a couple L's, they're not going to do anything this year. Maybe he's just going to try to get himself ready for the draft or something. I don't know. That would be so 2021. Um, uh, well, here we are then guys. This is, this is an interesting game because uh, this is a big game for my, for my Virginia win total, because I'm starting to get a little nervous. I know they, they took down William and Mary and, and Illinois, but sitting at two and two, I am great. I'm very glad to hear De'Ara King will, will be out potentially, um, but they're catching the Wahoos are catching six in Miami gardens. I'm taking the six points. This line has moved. It's gotten higher and higher as the, as the days have prolonged here coming up to a kickoff. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to, this is probably the last time if, if Virginia doesn't hit me here, I'm out. Give me the Wahoos plus six Patty. See, what are you doing? I mean, with that tidbit of information there, Derek King, not playing, obviously Manny Diaz in the hot seat, but I think that that uh, causes a panic for him and the team. UVA usually plays them. Well, uh, UVA had a day extra to prepare because of Friday. And that's a lot of points. I don't think UVA is scared of Miami. And I think uh, they'll rebound despite two pretty tough games and they'll get back on track here. They, they might win on the money line, but I'm definitely taking them to cover. Nick, what are you doing there? Uh, so by no means was that official that he's not playing. So I, I would say wait until Friday evening, Saturday morning, see if there is a little clarity. Um, with Derek King, I, I don't know. I mean, UVA right now they can't play lick a defense and they can't run the ball for anything, and they're going on the road here. And usually that's just not a good combination. Uh, but if the if the Canes don't have Derek King, you know it's 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 all on Tyler Van Dyke who. I guess he looked pretty good against Central Connecticut State last week, but that's that's meaningless, you know. So uh, yeah, I would say even I would say with no Derek King, you take the points. Yeah, I agree. Huge game. It, there. it is interesting that this that the line is moving in Miami's favor. Yeah, um, you would think that you know only like rumors of a healthy King might move it in that direction, but. I don't know. So it's all over the place. I would say, wait and try to get some more info. Well, I can tell you this based on the ACC season this year, Virginia wins this game. So Miami starts out winless in the ACC because they haven't played an ACC game yet. So, cause just, yeah. w- just when you're thinking like North Carolina or Clemson will, you know, North Carolina drops another one. Then you think, oh, well, UVA could be coming up. 
they looked all right against Carolina. They're probably going to fix those defensive problems. No, I mean, right now it looks like what wake forest and maybe uh, you could make the case for Miami. You could make the case for Virginia tech. You can make the case for Pitt. Maybe you throw an NC state or Boston college in there. I, I don't know. Like what? I mean th- this th- based on what we've seen so far this year, Virginia, that's looked terrible in their two ACC games is going to beat Miami. And then you're going to be sitting there scratching your head. Like, huh? Who's 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 representing the coastal? It's actually kind of a shit game, you know. <laughs> the way the, the the two teams are playing right now, I don't think either of us thought, or any of the three of us thought, that both teams would be two and two going into this big Week Five showdown. This is a matchup, like you know, in early August, you're like, man, this is a good Thursday night Dude, game here. I mean, Miami almost missed that field goal against App State with a minute left. I mean, they would they'd be one and three with their one win being Central Connecticut State, who beat. Who got beat by a D two school in Connecticut? Southern Connecticut State beat them week one, and they didn't just beat them; they whooped their ass. Uh, yeah, I mean that th- their one win against Central, uh, so that one win against App State, which, like I said, uh, uh, they needed a field goal with less than two minutes left to win that thing, and that thing barely went in. Um, I don't know. Give me the Wahoos, but but yeah, it is kind of a, a shit fest now that you, now that you bring it up. Um, let's talk. I feel like recency bias may be a factor there too, with UVA taking a couple L's and uh, and Miami having a good showing last week, even though it was against pathetic competition. I think that's probably why it's moving. I, if you had done this two weeks ago and compared those two teams, there's no way it would be moving in Miami's direction. So um, I don't know. I, I think Wahoo's all the way. Anyway, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good, man. Friday, we got three games on Friday, all kind of interesting in my opinion. The the Houston Cougars traveled to. Tulsa, Oklahoma to take on the Tulsa golden hurricane who were, you know, it's weird. They, I had, I was on UC Davis beating them. I was off on the okay state Tulsa game. Uh, but then, and then I was off on Tulsa, Ohio state, but last week I was back on, uh, uh, what do we make of this, this matchup here? I mean, the, Tulsa might be better than what we think. Cause UC Davis just went to Weber state, beat them. They're undefeated. They're looking like a top five or six team in the FCS, um, and and then you have the Houston Cougars, which they're one lone loss to Texas Tech, which was a weird game because Houston got out to like a, a double digit lead or maybe even a twenty one point lead if memory serves me correct, and then uh, lost that game. Uh, they they destroyed Rice. I don't know. I don't know what that means anything, but what do you make of this game? The line is, uh, you know, it started out uh, I believe smaller. It's moved towards towards, uh, towards essentially towards Tulsa, Tulsa minus five currently. Uh, what do you make of this game guys? And what are you doing? Nick? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll jump in. Uh, well, one thing that in Tulsa's favor is that the quarterback Davis Brin has actually put together a couple really nice games in a row. Uh, in week one, he looked awful against UCD. And I was like, man, I was kind of high on Tulsa coming into the year. If they're getting that kind of quarterback play, they're not going to win many games. Sure enough, he turned around against Ohio State. You know what? Threw for over 400 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He had a nice game last week against Arkansas State, where he threw for 355 and three touchdowns. He has weapons on the outside and a couple of decent running backs. I'm on Tulsa here. Uh, I was kind of fading Houston coming into the season. Not a big fan of Holgerson. Uh, yeah, last week they almost, or they, they let Navy, you know, easily cover and come back and make it a ball game. That's, and that's a bad Navy uh, squad. So uh, I wish it was closer to a field goal, but I, I'm on a ride Tulsa here. I don't love it, you know, but I think five points, it's going to be a, a pretty tight game here, but uh, I'm going to go with my golden hurricane. I'm going to ride Houston. I just think this is like a field goal game. Tulsa might win this thing. I just think this is kind of two even teams going back and forth. Uh, I actually think probably you're probably right. That Tulsa might be slightly better, but uh, I just think six points. Give me, give me the Cougars and and to, to get things done here. Uh, It is tricky coming off the triple option team though. You get beat up a little bit. Uh, Many coaches have stated that. So uh, perhaps uh, I'm wrong there, but I think they can cover the six Patty. See, what are you doing? Uh, gosh, Nick's uh, Nick makes a strong argument. Um, I, I went Houston as well, but the keeping it close against an undefeated Oklahoma state, keeping it close against the top 10 or 11 Ohio state 
um, at a relatively close and then beating uh, Arkansas State recently makes me think Tulsa is getting it pointed back in the right direction. That said, Houston has just won enough this year that I got to ride that, you know? Yeah. Do you think, do you think the general public is sitting here saying, Hey, Houston's three and one Tulsa's one and three and I'm getting points and they jump all over Houston. I think, I think Tulsa could be the, the, the sneaky play here. Cause I think maybe potentially the public might be on Houston. Could be well, right. That's me. You just described me a complete sucker, you know, but Hey, uh, that, hey man, your, my- your ATS record uh, last week <laughs> was uh, you know, stands for itself. Well, win some, lose some. That's, that's been the case every week of the season for me. So <laughs> Uh, well, well, here we are guys. I mean, this is uh this, I mean, this Friday, you guys like this Friday night slate, right? Yeah. It's a pretty good Friday night slate. This next one, Iowa travels to college park, Maryland, where Mike Loxley might win the national championship. He might go from what? Four and 59 or some shit. I think it was like eight and eight and 55 or something to uh, an undefeated season. Apparently I'm still not buying that soup. Uh, Hawkeyes are favored by just three. Now the only problem here is that I was the type of team that would win by three. Um, I'm on the Hawkeyes though. <laughs> I just think that that uh, that Maryland Illinois game two weeks ago left a really bad taste in my mouth about Maryland. Like, uh, I mean, I get it. It was one game that looked better against. The, I mean, that West Virginia wins looking better and better. However, Kirk Ferentz against Mike Loxley. I'm gonna go Ferentz every fucking time. All right, so uh, give me Iowa minus three. It's almost lockworthy. Nick, I thought about locking it too. I'm definitely on on Iowa. I think Maryland comes crashing back down to earth here, but something about you know a, a evening primetime game on the road. I think the Maryland fan base should be you know pretty rowdy here. And Iowa doesn't blow too many people out, so I considered locking it. I haven't done it yet. I might, but I'm definitely on Iowa. Patty, what are you doing here? You guys are out of your mind that you're not locking this. It's three and a half. No, it's, it's three. three. It's down to three. It's down to three. Ridiculous. Go on. Iowa had a little hiccup. You know, Maryland's been playing above their level and getting lucky. You know. I don't care if it's a college park. I know fade Loxley is over, but Iowa is going to smash the fuck out of Maryland. <laughs> you I, might convince me. <laughs> the last time they did play, guys, I should uh, key in that Iowa won twenty-three to nothing. Iowa didn't let them score a single point two years ago. Um, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. BYU travels to Logan. This is fun. This is this should happen every year. Um, Merlin Olson field. Gotta love that. Last time they played BYU won 42 to 14, but this is a different Utah state team because Blake Anderson came in and went three and zero. they beat Wazoo. They beat air force. And last week, even though they lost 27 to three, they left a lot of points out there, man. A couple red zone turnovers, uh, perhaps that game a little bit closer than what uh, the final score indicated um, guys. Uh, the, the Aggies are catching nine. It was nine and a half. It's nine. Now I'm still, ugh. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Utah state to backdoor this thing, but I don't know. I took nine. I took Utah state nine and a half last week. And now, you know what? I'm taking BYU. I'm taking BYU. I'm not going to fall. You fool me once. Shame on you. What, what did George W say? Fool me twice. Uh, I don't know. Can't be fooled yeah. Can't be fooled <laughs> again. Right. Something, some shit like that. Uh, what are you guys doing here? Patty C. What are you doing? Uh, I went back and forth on this one a bunch and you know, I might even do the same thing you do ultimately and switch back to BYU, but I did go Utah state. Well, it's a rivalry game. It makes it like my first thought is nine points in a rivalry game. Yeah. You know, Utah state hates BYU. Everyone talks Utah or BYU. They don't talk Utah state. It's a great program over the past, like 15 years uh, with the exception of last season. And it's like, you got to think they have a little bit of a a chip on their shoulder uh, playing BYU, BYU although they were out bigging in South Florida, South Florida backdoor, that thing made it a little bit of a game. Um, I will say, but the, the quarterback Jaron Hall didn't play against South Florida. That's true. That is true. And, and raw reports are saying he will be playing Friday night. That does make a big difference. Uh, I still went Utah state though. I don't know why it is a little concerning how bad they got smacked around by Boise. Uh, but coming into that game, I was pretty high on the Aggies. 
I don't know. Maybe I'll give one more chance here. I think we're all in the same boat where we're this is not our favorite game of the weekend. Let's just say that. Well, another, for now, uh, I have Utah State. Another thing too to note is BYU. Ha- I mean, they played a neutral site game in Vegas against uh, Arizona Week One. That was not even neutral. It was a BYU crowd. This is their first true road game where Logan will be rocking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that is something to consider here. This is a hostile environment. So perhaps you cover the nine. I, you know what? I'm back on Utah state, Patty. See, I'm switching teams. <laughs> like a goddamn man. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like LeBron James over here. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take my talents to Logan, Utah. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet, ready to win money and boost your odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing you the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, college football, college basketball, MMA, WNBA, and more. All right. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win ready to play. We'll sign up today to receive this. This is a great offer. It's a special offer. They say a risk-free thousand dollars sports bet download bet win, download the WinBet app now, or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to start winning today. Look, I mean, that's a thousand dollar bet. If you had just listened to me on some of those money line plays, like arc, imagine if you had parlayed Dundee special, I was on Arkansas money line. I was on Notre Dame money line. That would have been a very nice payout. I don't have it in front of me, but it would have been a very nice payout. Um, so go ahead and do that guys. Let me ask you this before we get to Saturday slate, what game on the weekday slate Thursday and, and Friday, uh, are you most excited about? Well, for Patty C, I think the choice is obvious, but, uh, you know, yeah. And I, I you know what I'm, I'm switching this and I'm going lock UVA. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're the one that was texting me. This defense can't tackle anybody. Yeah, I, I think Wake Forest scored. Wake Forest got points on like their first ten drives against, <laughs> against UVA. Dude, yeah, probably of UVA's last thirty defensive drives, they've given up points on twenty-seven of them. So How they get so bad? Yeah, and Bronco uh, Mendenhall has been a great defensive coach his whole career. It's almost mind-boggling. It's like I, I, I don't understand how we're at this point. But I'll tell you this, man. Dantabase top 25 comes out on uh, uh, this, this Saturday as we, uh, or Saturday or this weekend, essentially, because once October hits, we will be, we'll be ranking the top 25. We're trying to adjust it. We did it week by week over the past, you know, couple of years, ever since the college football experience started. But um, I think you could make the case that wake forest should be ranked ahead of Oklahoma. I think you could definitely make that case. <laughs> Sounds uh, crazy, but if you look at resumes, why not? I mean, I, I the, the only thing would be is that I mean, Oklahoma should have lost to West Virginia. I don't know if you watched that game, NC Nick, but that was like that one. Uh, look, I think Oklahoma deserved to beat Nebraska in Tulane. Actually, hold on, let's not get too crazy here. Who was Wake Forest beat? Their U- best wins UVA. Yeah. What, who else? What's their second? What? what it's Old Dominion, Florida, Florida State. That's true. And Norfolk State. That's true. No, but, 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 but Hey, Hey, wait, wait, wait a second though. Wait a second. Because wait a goddamn minute. Look at this. Tulane (laughs) has zero wins over FBS schools. Nebraska lost to Illinois. Nebraska only has wins against Fordham and Buffalo right now. Right. Then, then you bring up West Virginia. They lost to Maryland, West Virginia beat Virginia tech and long Island. Dude, so throw out Old Dominion and Norfolk State. You have an un, a winless Florida State who lost to an FCS school, and you have UVA who has one okay win over Illinois. And and and, and Nebraska lost to Illinois. <laughs> yeah. So right. resumes relatively equal, or at least indistinguishable at this point in the season, I would say. But if you were betting your own money on Oklahoma or uh, wake straight up head to head. I can tell you, you I can tell you this wake force is blowing out everybody. 
Why, why would I, why, why would I take Oklahoma, Oklahoma? That's another thing is Oklahoma's barely beat Tulane. That game, if that game's in new Orleans, like it was supposed to be, I feel like they probably lose that thing. Everybody keeps on wake on, on waiting for Oklahoma to, to wake up and like smack somebody around. I mean, I listened to stone Labanowitz and he, he was high on the Sooners this weekend. I don't know. Eventually, you know, you kind of lose patience and, and they are what they are there. They've won all the games. They've beaten some quality opponents. You know, I, they don't deserve to be top five maybe, but then again, somebody has to be top five. I'm making the case for wake forest, Nick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least they're blowing out everybody. Honestly. I mean, based on, uh, I don't care. I get it. The resume is not great, but I mean, old Miss's resume is not great. We're praising them. Well, hi, look, the good thing for you is that you don't do these rate, these rankings until after the Saturday games. Yeah. So you'll see wake against Louisville and you'll see Oklahoma um, at K state. So we'll see what happens. There you go. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to this morning. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this Saturday slate is absolute fire. In my opinion, absolute fire. Even the mid major games are great. Uh, Texas at TCU. This game is amazing because Gary Patterson, and I know this from a personal account. I have, I, you know, I've hung out with the, the athletic director at TCU before he's a good guy. And I, I know that, that I've heard through, through friends of mine that, uh, Gary Patterson despises Texas. So, so I like, if there's one game on the year and his record shows it, he's like eight and two or something. I don't have it in front of me, but I, this guy destroys Texas uh, almost every year. They're catch they're, a, they're catching five points in Fort worth. It's right before Oklahoma, the red river shootout next week. I'm on TCU and I, and I want to lock it based off of history, but I'm saying uh, guys, what are you doing here? Nick, what are you doing? TCU all day. I'm not locking it. If it was more than a touchdown, I'd consider it. Texas looked pretty good last week, uh, but yeah, I'm on TCU given the history, given the fact that they're at home, and I'm still not totally buying in on the Longhorns, even if they looked pretty damn impressive last week. Patty, what are you doing? TCU it is seven out of the last nine, like you were saying. So TCU's been rolling them, and I am sold on Texas. So I'm nervous about this. I wouldn't lock this, especially since. Duggan is not living up to quite the expectations I had for him. He's still playing well, but he's not Heisman level. But um, Texas could get it done. But just on history, I got to go TCU. Can I ask you this though? Uh, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit for that assault on Texas. They did drop seventy on Texas Tech, but Texas Tech might not be any good. And you look at their and other and they they what? injured Shuck in that game, so Texas Tech had to bring in their backup that midway through or so. Yeah, yeah well, and you look at Louisiana Lafayette, they, they're grabbing wins, but they're not as, as good as we all thought they would be. The, the college football world, I, I would say, would agree to that. Rice is absolutely horrible. Rice barely beat Texas Southern last week, who's a bad FCS team. Um, so their three wins are all suspect, and they, they lost, and they even dressed up that loss. To, to Arkansas, it's a forty to twenty-one final. That was like a forty to fourteen or forty to seven game at one point. The that that was, I get it. They dropped seventy. You can never be mad at dropping seventy, but I might not be. Look, I, I I was on guys. By the way, my DFS lineup last week. If I had started the right quarterback at Texas, I started the wrong one. Every other player of mine was absolute fire. That thing cost me a lot of money. I wanted you the started Texas. card. I did. Oh, you idiot. Yeah. I don't know how, I, I don't know how I missed that. I don't know what, I don't know if I was just having a few too, too many cocktails when I turned my lineup in. But um, anyway, uh, I, I'm going to take TCU. I get your point. Like TCU, I thought would be better this year, Patty C, but at the same time, I'm just not all the way in on Texas yet. Although they could be the team. I'll say, tell you this on I test, Texas look, looks better than Oklahoma this year. Yeah. Definitely. They look like the class of the big 12, maybe Oklahoma state is finally looking like a legit team after this past week. And then Baylor, of course, undefeated under everyone's radar, but Texas is the one that's made the most noise with some of those big scores they've had. But of course uh, they do have the loss next to their name too. Yeah. I mean, they got their ass whooped. Like I said, they dressed that up to a 19 point score. They were getting destroyed by Arkansas. Right? So I don't know. I mean, I was going to ask, do you think, I mean, the storyline that hasn't popped up for some reason this year so far is Texas's exit. 
to the big or to the SEC. And if there were was any team that I thought would be pretty salty about it, TCU would be one of them for sure. Oh, oh I'm sure Gary Patterson has circled this game every year in general. And then you add you that, know, but I kind of wonder if that's more of a fan thing. Cause in this day and age, players are, you know, they're all about, you know, you, you know, you, you do you, you get yours. No, you know, no, no, no. Dude. I don't know. Dude, dude, TCU so? was about to be an independent before the big 12 just went and grabbed teams. They put them, they put every school on edge for being an independent. There was a lot of speculation. And I still think down the, down the road, this might, this conference might still dissolve even with them adding these teams it still could dissolve in the future. So I think, I think that uncertainty was probably stressful uh, felt through every school in, in remaining in the big 12. I would say, especially with maybe fan bases, administration coaches. I, I don't know. Well, Gary you Patterson's know. a coach. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. But ultimately the players are on the field and do the players really care that Texas is leaving? It's that's a, a question. It's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, the Charlotte 49ers guys. Nick's Charlotte 49ers one went away from that win total, right? Wasn't it four? Well, four and a half. Okay. Well, they got a good chance of winning this one. I couldn't believe they're 11 point dogs. It opened up at eight. This thing has, has moved around towards Illinois. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take the 49ers all day. I know I get it. Illinois played Purdue tougher than we all expected. I'll give them credit there, but that offense is still dog shit. And Chris Reynolds, I don't know if you caught that Middle Tennessee game. Ooh, that was a good. That was a, that was a fun game, man. Dude, if if that's that's the miss we had in DFS. If I had played him, yeah, the, like I said, the rest of my team did pretty damn good. Or um, even the the quarterback for MTSU, that freshman man, he yeah. looked solid. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna take the 11 points all day there. I think Illinois is actually. I think they're. If I had to rank the top seven worst. FBS power five schools. They might be number one. I don't know if Kansas, Illinois play each other. Like Kansas defense is really bad. The offense can actually generate a little bit of offense, but Illinois is the opposite of Kansas. Like their defense is all right, but their offense is so bad (laughs) that I actually think it would be an interesting matchup. I think the worst team though, out of all of those, I really believe is probably Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt's the worst power five school with Kansas or Illinois being it's right there. It's fringe after that. I'll throw Arizona, Arizona, because of their performance against Oregon, I elevate them a tiny bit. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving uh, Illinois way too hard of a time. Uh, One, one score game against a good UTSA team that just beat Memphis a three point game against uh, undefeated Maryland team. They scored 14 points on Virginia. Well, that game was still a game to the third quarter. But they still scored 14 points on a horrible defense. You were the one texting me every week. It's the worst defense I've ever seen. <laughs> Touche. They they may not have an offense. That, that's a fair point. They did put up 30 on Nebraska, but like you guys said, a lot had to go right for them for that to happen. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not buying it. But give me give me Charlotte. Are we all on Charlotte, Patty? See what are you doing here? I'm on Charlotte. Nick, you locking this one? No, not locking it. Uh, all right. Well, you might be locking this next one because Duke Carolina, the rivalry is back. How about, uh, dude? Get were we? Were, I mean, we locked up the, uh, at least I locked up the under on North Carolina in nine and a half. What was it? Nine and a half or ten wins? Might have been even been yeah. ten and a half. I think it was ten. Yeah. Um, I'm looking pretty damn good right now. Uh, well, if you got it at ten, you're not going to lose. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: the Duke Blue Devils. Did they wake up after that Charlotte loss? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they were like tied with A and T the game after that. Uh, they almost let half. Northwestern. They almost let North Northwestern back. You know, back in that game. I'm not sold yet. Well, they're in the coastal. They got a shot. I suppose. Hey. I don't know. I I think UNC bounces back from that trip to Atlanta big time here. That line. I think that, that line's currently at twenty. But I feel like the Duke Blue Devils might be sitting there, like uh, uh, Lou. What's his last name in Major League? Lou. Uh, Lou, Lou Brown. Lou Brown. We're contenders. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, guys! All of a sudden, we got life. They're catching 20? 20 points. This is a rivalry matchup. Now I will say this: uh, the last time they played, 
it was 56 to 24. So maybe, maybe that's, and that was November 7th last year, guys. Um, maybe there's something there on that. I'm going to take North Carolina too, but I think Duke might be better than what we think. Patty C what are you doing here? Well, in North Carolina, it's confusing what their, what their uh, resume looks like. Cause we don't really know what tech is, or we can, I guess Georgia state. We don't really know what they are after that Auburn game. Virginia is confusing. And then Georgia tech is it's hard to believe they're good. So, you know, it may actually be a pretty hard schedule. It may actually be a pretty bad schedule for Carolina. We don't know yet, but I think 20 points is way too many, especially for in a rivalry against a team that's won three in a row, regardless of how bad the competition has been. Duke is playing better. Nick is very slow to admit it because you know, he's, he's their harshest critic as, as their biggest fan. He's their harshest critic. So <laughs> sometimes I, you're too close to the situation, you know, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm on North Carolina. I think they win by 21. I'm going to call this as 42, 42, 21 final. Um, yeah, I was much more comfortable when it was like around 17, but it is, you know, the money's coming in on UNC. So the higher it goes, the less comfortable I get. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for DFS plays, you might want to touch that North Carolina team. I know there's probably high value in that, but Pitt at Georgia tech, this you, you could be looking at the top two teams in the coastal. <laughs> I mean, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia tech, they almost beat Clemson without Jeff Sims. Like they were very close <laughs> to beating Clemson. That should have been a sign, right? That should have been a sign that like their defense is actually legit. Yeah. But who would have thought they would have that kind of defensive performance against UNC. That was impressive. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And Pitt is one of these teams that Every year, man. I, I was telling Pat that I don't care if Pitt goes ten and two; they should fire Narduzzi. <laughs> uh, I, I want them to pull a Marty Schottenheimer. I want I want to be like uh, the uh, uh, the what, what's the owner's name for the Chargers? Is it Spanos? Um, but regardless, this is a, a suddenly this is a huge game. This is a huge game in the ACC Coastal. Pitt laying three and a half. I don't understand why Western Michigan just la- la- laid it to him two weeks ago in Pitt. Yes, they responded by beating a decent New Hampshire team by seventy. That was impressive. Okay, sure, but I'm taking Georgia Tech in the three and a half all day here. I don't trust Pitt. I never do. I never do in these matchups. If it was in, I don't know what to make of Pitt. They always fucked me. I don't understand this team. I don't understand this university over the past 25 years, probably. Um, why, why are they, why are they not better? I don't know, but what do you guys, Patty C, what are you doing in this matchup? Well, it's the immovable object meets the irresistible force. Uh, Georgia tech hasn't given up more than 22 points this year and Pitt hasn't scored less than 41. So something's got to give, but uh, three and a half in Atlanta. I'm just believing in GT a little bit. Give me the jackets, Nick. What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I mean, Georgia Tech just had really impressive performances against what we, what everybody thought was the top two teams in the ACC, Clemson and UNC. So therefore, they're at home and they're a dog. Yeah, give me those points. There we go. Thankfully, they're back at Bobby Dodd Stadium and not playing one of those filthy dome games. At that fucking dumbass Mercedes-Benz dealership. All right, uh, uh, let's get to the next one. This is a humdinger, they say. Right, Arkansas at Georgia. Arkansas top ten. Sam Pittman. Look, a lot of people giving me shit, saying they locked up their un- the the under Colby because you played it as one of your top ten plays on Arkansas uh, under six wins. Well, look, you're probably gonna lose. I'll be honest, but. The SEC dealt them such a death blow. I'm not panicking all the way yet. I'm not. I'm not panicking all the way because I know how brutal the rest of the schedule is. I think there's a solid chance you can still push, but I think you're probably still going to lose money. But still, I'm just saying that have faith. All right, and have faith. But uh, I want well, Arkansas I don't to think, win this. What's that? I don't think anybody knew how good KJ Jefferson was going to be. Yeah, that's true. That is a I mean, we knew true. Arkansas had a solid defense, a pretty good O line, but really, we didn't know if their offense was going to be able to score points. Yeah. So far, so good. But leading into this game, is KJ Jefferson healthy? Yeah, now, he, he's dinged up, and their top receivers dinged up a little bit too. Right. Right. I mean, I guess Jefferson got hurt, but he came back into the game last week, so you figure he should be good this week. If he's healthy, I want to take the points, man. I'm not. 
It's in Athens. Uh, I think this defense is going to shut down. And I think this is where you see KJ Jefferson's played great, but I think this is where he comes down to down to earth. And I think Georgia exposes uh, the RPO that's been so dangerous for them. Um, And I think it's going to really make you beat them in the air. And I think Georgia's going to have opportunity there. Give me the Bulldogs minus 18 and a half. I think they want you to play Arkansas plus 18 and a half. Now, I don't know, man. In a game with, uh, you know, it, it should be low scoring. The over under at forty eight and a half. That's a lot of points to lay. So yeah, I'll grab that eighteen and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the other side of this. Patty, see what are you doing here? Well, I mean, I think you guys are crazy. Eighteen and a half against uh, a, t- a defense like Arkansas, which hasn't given up uh, more than twenty one points, unless uh, uh, Georgia's planning on shutting them out. I don't see eight and 18 and a half happening. Uh, plus Arkansas is pretty decent on offense scoring over 30, 38 or over three times. And plus when you consider Georgia, despite their great defense, they haven't been playing great offenses, South Carolina, Clemson, Vanderbilt, you know, it's not like they're shutting down juggernaut offenses. So uh, there's a lot of question marks for Georgia. And I just think this is a wild spread. I'm locking Arkansas. Wow. Wow. Boom. I'm going to disagree there. Look, and I'm going to make this point to you. Um, I think Texas A&M, I made this point to you, Patty C and I still stand by my, my point. They should have never been in the top 25. They are not a a top 25 caliber football team. So that is it. That win is look, it's a phony win. Like kudos to Arkansas for getting it done, but it is a phony win. Colorado is horrible. Yeah. Texas too. I know that that's the most impressive thing they have is Texas, but that's in Fayetteville. This time, this is the first true road game they're going to. Uh, and, and I think they're going to have to deal with some problems there. They haven't fought that. Look, they haven't felt any of the 2021 home crowd yet. <laughs> it's so many points though, dude, it's what? a complete disrespect to Pittman. And you think he doesn't want to beat his old team. Come on. Of course he does. But this is uh look wishing one hand shit in the other Patty C. Uh, <laughs> All right. I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by prop swap. Yes. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. Browse the activity feed to stay in the know a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much, much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and props will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using prop swap with prop swap. Your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just has to improve. And when making your bets, this is pretty awesome, right? Go for two. All right. Make get two tickets on the same team or player, so You can sell one for profit when that happens and then keep one for yourself. It has some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on prop swap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the prop swap app. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Uh, I'm very intrigued to watch that Georgia thing play out. I, I hope I'm wrong. Actually, I actually hope I'm wrong because I I'm like the biggest Arkansas fan in the country right now. Um, let's hop into this one though. This is all of a sudden we got a game in the Mac Western Michigan traveling to Buffalo UB stadium. No one walks into UB stadium. Well, actually Western Michigan did back in 2017 where they won 71 to 68. Is that a basketball score? What's going on here, guys? This is an interesting matchup, and uh, Western Michigan's laying seven. I I actually had a hard time handicapping this game. I think I caught it at a, less than a touchdown, and uh, I went Western Michigan. But I think Buffalo is a little bit better than what we realize here. Yes, they did. They blow- just barely beat Old Dominion last week. I know, but do you realize they were up thirty-five to seven at halftime? Well, what the hell happened to the second half? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like that was like they were up 35 to seven at halftime. They had Nebraska at 14 to three at halftime, and so that 28 to three is a little deceiving. And that Coastal Carolina game, they played them tough. I actually think they're a pretty solid team, and I think they could give Western Michigan a game here. I know the the, the Broncos looking good after taking down our San Jose State team, and I'm worried about our San Jose State thing. I know that was a horrible. That's the that's the roughest back to back travel wise all year for any team in college football. But starting to worry a little, a little bit about our Spartans, Nick. Um, oh, definitely. 
what are you guys doing here, Nick? What are you doing? You going with you going with uh, the the boys from Kalamazoo? I'm gonna go Buffalo, actually. You know, I mean, well, first off, Western Michigan props. Great couple wins here against Pitt, against San Jose State. We knew they had the offense, but they're getting enough on defense also. I mean, they I think they held San Jose State to three points. I think they they injured Starkle. Um, but uh, I, I think they're they're probably thinking pretty highly of themselves right now. And a little, you know, in conference road trip to uh, a hostile environment like Buffalo, that might bring them down to earth a little bit. And I think the I think it's too many points. Let me go with the home dog. Give me the Bulls. I will say this. I think I was getting at at maybe five and a half or six. I got to double check it where I where I picked it as as Western Michigan. I don't have a good feel in this game. I think I could I could totally say at seven. It may really makes me think of taking the Bulls. I think you might be right there. Patty C, what are you doing here? I'm going with Western Michigan. I'm tempted to lock. I'm not going to, but uh, look, Buffalo has struggled and Western Michigan's uh, level of competition has been pretty solid. Obviously taking an L against Michigan, um, but Pitt has proven to be decent San Jose. If they're anything like they were last year. And uh, what I don't know much about Illinois state two and two at the FCS level. Meanwhile, Buffalo has beaten up on some uh, on Wagner I guess losing to coastal Carolina close is probably their most impressive performance to this date. But I still think seven is it set six and a half is what I got it. And no, I'm going it's, it's, it's seven now. Um, yeah. Uh, I went Western Michigan, but at seven, man, I feel like I, I, at what point do you pick Buffalo Patty? See seven and a half thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would. I don't know. I, I maybe I, I actually am a little more. I just said I'd almost lock it. I think I'd go up to like eight and a half. Wow. Okay. That's a decent game in the Mac there. Uh, this one, we go to the AAC, the Memphis Tigers have to blow in like a 28 point lead or some shit like that. 20, something, something filthy to uh, UTSA. Me and Patty C were watching this one. they travel to Philadelphia to take on temple, who I think is actually pretty dog shit. Um, it, this line is at 11. I want to lock it, but I hate Memphis on the road in these, in these like Northeast cities. I feel like they always underperform. I'm still going to lock it. Patty. See, I'm going to join you on Silverfield Island here. Give me the Memphis Tigers minus 11 as a Dundee special cue that Dundee music. What, What are you doing here? Patty C. Man, I never thought I'd see the day when Kobe came around to Ryan Silverfield. Of course, I'm going Memphis here. Uh, Temple is terrible, but you are right. They do tend to perform um, underperform in some of these Northeast trips. So uh, look out. I'm not locking them, but go Memphis. Nick? Same thoughts here. I'm taking Memphis because it's hard to take Temple right now because they don't look very good. Even with a 2 and 2 record, the wins over Akron and Wagner don't mean a lot. So. I'm on Memphis, but you're right. I don't love it. I could see them winning by seven or ten and not covering. But uh, give me the Tigers. There we go. Okay, uh, we're still on the nine a.m. slate, guys. I mean, this nine a.m. slate. I'm going. I mean, so you got Texas TCU. Nick's going to say Duke Carolina is going to be on his big screen. I'm sure, but Texas TCU, Arkansas, Georgia, and this the, there's an, a few other sneaky games here, like Michigan, Wisconsin. The Badgers are now laying too. This this line's moved all over. Michigan was like a, a one point favorite, one and a half point favorite. It switched now. Wisconsin's uh, laying two points. It's in Madison. They're they're not ranked. Graham Mertz taking a ton of heat with his his absolutely horrible record. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw that stat. I gotta. I'm actually trying to scramble right now to pull this thing up. Um, he's been horrible ever since. Really, I think his first start. Uh, to uh, you know, 2020 against the Illini. Um, but he's got his own logo. He yeah. got his own. You know, come on now. Uh, what are you guys doing here? I, I actually am gonna lock up the Badgers to take down Michigan in Madison. If you look at the track record, not only the past two have they destroyed them. Every time they go to Madison, Michigan gets their ass whooped. I don't think Michigan's got a big play offense, and I think Jim Leonard is going to shut down this offense. And I think Graham Mertz is going to come up with somewhat of a decent game to win this thing by more than two points. Give me Wisconsin and let me take you to the land down under. Cue that music. There we go. Patty oh, C, wow. are we battling here? Uh, it's not a lock, but we are battling here, buddy. Come on. 
Michigan's uh, schedule looks better and better every week, or their resume, I should say. Uh, Western Michigan's proven to be decent. Washington's improving, just beating Cal last week. <laughs> Northern <laughs> Illinois beat a good Georgia Tech team. Rutgers is three and one. Michigan's resume is kind of decent. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, uh, look, they're still a really good team. They've just been dealt a, de- a bad hand against some really good teams in Penn State and Notre Dame. I expect a similar game to what we saw last week between Michigan and Rutgers. Maybe even the same score, twenty to thirteen, Michigan. Uh, cue in that gif, that awesome gif of like the one Michigan fan chilling on like the upper deck of that stadium when jump arounds being played, and it's like seven million uh, Badger <laughs> fans going wild while while one Michigan fan sits there eating shit. But I do want to I'll play this in your angle, Patty C. In Wisconsin's last seven games against Power Five teams, Graham Mertz, eleven interceptions three touchdown passes, an average of 184 yards per game. And he also has more pick sixes than touchdown passes. So Wisconsin is two and five in those games. And they've been held to 13 points or fewer in five of those losses. Well, that's why you're crazy to lock it. I'm on the same side as you. I'm a slight lean towards Wisconsin. I just think that, I mean, first off, I was saying in the preseason, you know, in the off season or whatever, that people are saying they, they're a double digit win. You know, they're maybe go 11 and one outside chance at the playoffs. I was like, you guys are crazy. Wisconsin isn't that good. Well, also they're not one in three bad either. You know, there's still a quality program here. They're going to win one of these games. I think last week it was a little deceiving. It wasn't that much of a blowout. Those two pick sixes and whether there's like a punt return or something, yeah, I mean, it was like yeah. some, some crazy plays down the stretch. Yeah, so I'm on Wisconsin, the slight lean, but to lock it up, I think you're crazy. Well, look, there's a reason why people come to the land down under. Clearly, clearly, you haven't, uh, you know. Is it is it the women? <laughs> uh, look, I'm telling you, it's easy money. Oh, I, do I got All Wisconsin right. has owned this rivalry. They've owned it, if you want to call it a rivalry. And every time they come to Madison, they they don't just win; they destroy them, dude. They win by like 30 every time they play in fucking Madison. Give me the bad. I understand the historical significance. I understand that, that stretch, but what about this year? Yeah. Well, Patty C can try to dress up Washington as being look, Washington's got a great win. They went to overtime in Seattle against Cal Cal missed a field goal to win the game. Look, I'm not buying that Washington soup. All right. And and this is just another, uh, this is another Michigan team that, Oh, they would, they would be two and two right now. If they had any road games on their schedule thus far. (laughs) Yeah. Schedule Uh, typical of the blue blood here. I will say this. Jim Leonard is the type of dude that's going to benefit from watching Greg Shiano kind of diagnose and figure out Michigan's offense the week before. And so uh, if that's a similar thing, and I think Wisconsin actually has obviously more talent than Rutgers right now. So those holes might be even smaller. And so we might see a true defensive battle here. That's what yeah, I look. Wisconsin has the best rushing defense in the nation. They are currently giving up 23 yards per game on the ground. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. So if they make Michigan one dimensional, make them have to throw the ball, especially with their top receiver injured, that's spells trouble for Michigan. That's basically why I'm on the Badgers, especially at home. Yes. And, and like, and like I said, this is still the 9 a.m. slate. This, this slate is loaded guys. It's absolutely loaded. 9 a.m. on the West noon for you on the East Nick, Minnesota at Purdue row the boat hit. I mean, that was one of these games. There was a couple games last week, uh, Baylor, Iowa state, and Bowling Green, Minnesota, where they're anomalies. They're statistical anomalies because Minnesota dominated the yardage, much like Iowa State did. I think Iowa State even doubled up Baylor's yardage, but yet the both both uh, road teams, or no, I guess Baylor was a home team, uh, won the game. But essentially, so Baylor and, and and Bowling Green is a thirty and a half point dog. Brian Van Gorder is gone, and all of a sudden, Scott Leffler looking like Saban. Um, uh, what do you make? A, what do you make of Minnesota at Purdue? Purdue laying two and a half. I'm gonna row the boat on a revenge spot here. Nick, what are you doing? I don't know, man. I mean, Minnesota almost loses to Miami of Ohio. Then they turn around and smack Colorado, shut them out 30, nothing. Then they lose to Bowling green. I can't trust them right now. Uh, maybe they're better on the road. Maybe, m- maybe going to West Lafayette's a good thing. I don't know. 
but I can't trust him. So give me Purdue. Patty, what are you doing? I'm on Purdue too. I think uh, maybe uh, they benefited against Colorado from the letdown spot against Texas A&M. And uh, look, they suck. They just lost. Uh, who they just lose to? Bowling Green. Um, and uh, fucking Tanner Morgan has not looked nearly as good as we thought he would. Obviously, Abraham out is a factor. They're not the same team they were week one. So you know what? The obvious play you, here. You, you swayed me. You swayed me. Give me the Boilermakers right. minus two and a half. Um, I I I do think Colorado's so bad that 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 win looks great, and it's not. <laughs> a thirty to nothing win against Colorado. It Who would win right now, Colorado or Duke? Neutral site. Duke. So 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 Colorado has to be in that list of worst uh, power five te- uh, teams as well, right? They're probably like eight or nine because I actually do feel like their defense is good. Yeah. I actually feel bad for their defense because like there's only so many minutes you can spend on the field before you're just gonna give up points. You know <laughs> sure. what I mean? Like, um, but uh, yeah, they're definitely bottom 10 right now. Power five, uh, Tennessee, Missouri guys, Missouri laying three, Missouri loses at Boston college to their backup quarterback. Tennessee didn't cover for me. Those bastards at Florida catching 20 and a half. This is a sneaky, I'm going Missouri, but I don't feel great about this one. What are you doing here? NC Nick? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of let down with Missouri here. I thought they might be better this season. Not sure what Drinkwitz is doing down there, but I don't have any faith in Tennessee whatsoever. So when it's a toss up of a game, you know, the the spread is pretty much meaningless at three. It's almost like a, basically like a pick them. So I went with the home team. Patty. I mean, it's tough to say Missouri's uh, disappointing. Their two losses are both against undefeated teams, and they're both by seven points, one of them in overtime. So they are very close to having a pretty damn good resume. Uh, they, they didn't just, look good uh, week one against the Max. Yeah. And Was it's Boston College's backup quarterback. Yeah. Missouri has not looked impressive whatsoever. Who was the, who was the second win here? Let me pull it up. I'm yeah. Who was that? Oh, so the, the two wins are that game against central Michigan was very close and then they beat Southeastern Missouri. So, and, and they didn't cover that Southeastern Missouri right. backdoored that thing. Those bastards. I was on the wrong side of that one. Um, yeah. I don't Missouri's, know. Uh, most impressive resume pieces are definitely their losses at this point. That said Tennessee, um, Looking okay, you know the fact that they, I guess, kept it close against Pitt, even though Pitt should have dominated that game by more. And then I, I thought they played Florida kind of close for a half, so I think I'm just leaning Tennessee, but I don't have a great feel for this, especially on the road. All right, well, look, we're we're still in the 9 a.m. slot. Toledo at UMass. What the fuck is going on here? Toledo laying 27. I took Toledo, but I don't like this game either. Uh, uh, UMass has kind of started to cover. So, dude, our our auto days from the last couple of years are kind of drying up. Well, Coastal <laughs> Coastal did cover against UMass, so um, true. Uh, I don't know what do what do you make of this game, guys? What are you doing? Let's we don't need to talk much about this one. What are you doing? Toledo. Yeah, Patty? Toledo. Yeah, Although Toledo. Independent football is on the rise all across the independent landscape. So I don't know, but Toledo definitely. Um, and then the last of the 9 a.m. slate, Wakey Leaks battle, Louisville at Wake Forest. Wake Forest laying seven. I got it at six and a half or six earlier in the week. I'm gonna lock up the Demon Deeks. I am not sold on Louisville after that Florida State. They gave Florida State every chance to win that game after a hot first half. I think Wake's gonna fuck them up. And I think Dave Clawson, it's personal against Louisville. So give me the demon Deeks minus seven in Winston Salem as they continue on their path to, was win, it, to win the ACC. Was it, was it, was it personal last year when they lost to Louisville 45, 21 mm. or the year before when they, or, or the, the year before when they lost 62, 59, that, that was a horse shit call in that game. That was, it was, it was an onside kick. I remember it. Cause I, I bet that game, it was an onside <laughs> kick that, that wake force recovers. And they they deemed uh, the guy down, which was just a complete crack of shit because he never had control of the ball. Um, anyway, I'm going Louisville. I'm on Louisville. I, I think you know they had that big win over UCF, and then they got off to an early, big early lead against Florida State, and they thought it was going to be easy. And Florida State almost caught them. Louisville still covered. I think that's kind of a wake up call. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. A, a, a couple weeks ago, I was I was fading Louisville. Now, apparently, I'm riding Louisville. I think this is a close game here, man. Wake Forest's uh, you know, like defense, said, buddy. The best Clawson said it's his best defense he's ever had. Held ODU to 10 points, Norfolk State to 16, Florida State to 14, Virginia to 17. Virginia had a high powered offense. You could talk shit about the other ones, but Virginia had a high powered offense. 17 points on the road. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a close game here. I think it's a, you know, if, if Wake wins, it's going to be about three or four points or so. Give me Louisville. Patty, see what are you doing here? I don't have a great feel for it, but I just think uh, Louisville's got enough firepower. And uh, although UVA should have had enough firepower, it's tough to say. I don't have a great, I, won't, I wouldn't touch this game, but I, I'm going Louisville too. Wow. Okay. Well, look, that concludes the, the, the part one of this episode, but uh, I mean the 9am slate guys, I mean, did, do I, did I rattle off enough games? Texas TCU uh, Pitt, Georgia tech, meaningful Arkansas, Georgia, Minnesota, Purdue. Or, did, uh, did I say Purdue twice? Anyway, um, that's uh, fire, man. It's, it's a great mi- slate, Michigan, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Missouri, Louisville wake. I mean, come on. That, that's a great and- morning slate. And just wait until we get into the uh, later slates. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So check out part two as we continue on here on the college football experience. Week five previewing picks episode. Stay tuned.